you know what I've I've realised? There is a big part of Christmas that is just about lying to your children. Um, there might be some little ears listening, Jess. You're not about to talk about one lie in particular, are you, that would oh, shatter little hearts? No, 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 no. That lie can very much exist. It is crucial for good behaviour at this time of year. No, there's, there's a story that I've found of one parent's lie to their daughter that has got totally out of control. Okay, proceed. Okay, so this yarn comes via Reddit. Classic. The best part of the internet, mm-hmm. we can all agree. Uh, so one woman says she lived her whole life avoiding nuts because her parents told her she had a terrible nut allergy. When she got a test recently, an allergy test, just to see how bad it was, she found out that she wasn't allergic to nuts at all, forcing her mum to admit that she'd only told her that so that she didn't eat any of her Christmas Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> For her whole life. For her whole life. Her she whole nuts. life. No peanut butter. No, no nuts on the cake. <laughs> and her parents stuck with She's it. She's 21 now. That's, that's like an entire upbringing of not having nuts. Why does this also feel like something Nikki Wells would do to me? <laughs> <laughs> you think so? That allergy to caviar, she told you, had probably needs some more investigation. Oh, dear. On that note, kia ora. This is Newsable. I'm Jess. And I'm Imogen, and this is What's Worth Talking About. No final show of the year is complete without a wrap-up of the biggest news stories. And boy, oh boy, do we have the wrap of all wraps. Do indeed. Just how pooey are New Zealand's waterways? Am I right, that one? For me to say. Thank you. There are more than 50 festivals happening over the summer months. We've figured out which ones are worth heading along to. And this is the final ever Is It Cake? Naturally, it's Christmas themed. Will Imo be able to guess which headline is real and which one is fake? We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. I am... So excited for what we're about to listen to. I don't even know what to say right there. Honestly, everybody forget every newsable episode you've ever listened to because this right here, right now, is officially the best thing we've ever done. And unfortunately for you and me, we've had very little to do with it. Um, So as you said earlier, no final show would be complete without a wrap-up of the biggest news stories. I don't make the rules, but they are there to be followed, and follow them, we will. But because we didn't want this to be any old wrap of the news, we decided to make use of the wider usable team's talents. We asked our audio engineers to get involved. So what you're about to listen to has been written by John Ropiha and then mixed by Connor Scott, I am pleased to introduce you all to Newsable's 2023 News Wrap of the Year. Hey, just a quick heads up. I am an audio engineer. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a journalist. But with that in mind, kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm John, and this is what's worth rapping about. If you want me to write a rap song summing up the year's news, I will do my part. But if you thought that a rap song about the year's news would start at the start, then no. Cause even with Jacinda resigning and two cyclones in the first two months, Newsable didn't start up till March, so in my books that's where the news year starts. Let's go. First episode, former Prime Minister Chris Hipkins on the show. Government spending becoming contentious, but wait, Harry Styles might be taking the census? Oh my god, sorry, I'm losing the plot. But remember when Parliament banned TikTok? Was the app engaging in covert activity? Or was it just a way to boost productivity. Hmm. El Nino was a wild card, messing up the weather from the bottom to the top. 
First it's real wet and then it's real hot Breaking records like the women in the FIFA World Cup Cost of living crisis, crazy food prices Making it hard to put gas in our cars But even with this financial hardship People still out screaming up the wars! This year we had an election And for a lot of people it's taken a toll But back in the lead up to the election All the politicians put on a good show While Labour and National battled it out And tried to figure out who's up in the polls We gotta give it up to Nicola Willis When she asked, <clears throat> how big is his hole? This is newsable I'm hoping this rap is usable oh, whoop, whoop. And this is newsable I'm hoping this rap is usable <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying real hard to keep this rap clean and to make sure I don't cuss But remember that time when Tova O'Brien went live on the air and said they f***ed us Charles became king, Bobby hit the jackpot Was AI to blame for Trump's mugshot? Gaza and Ukraine, there's plenty of wars on Winnie taking on mathematical morons <laughs> Rugby World Cup referee making calls that cast out on the sport But at least we got to all enjoy the Jeff Wilson pastry report Now I'm detoxing Man, the show's so rad But there was one thing that made me sad Emil had to leave and it felt like a sin But we still got the goods cause we got Imogen Whoop whoop She's a non-stop party Especially teamed up with Jess McCarthy Whoop whoop And even with the very early deadline You can count on Tom to deliver you the headlines This is newsable I'm hoping this rap is usable oh, whoop, whoop. And this is newsable I'm hoping this rap is usable oh, whoop, whoop. And this is newsable I'm hoping this rap is usable oh, whoop, whoop. This is newsable I'm hoping this rap is usable whoop, whoop. <laughs> I can't do the whistle Find me a better year in review you can't. Uh, it's so catchy as well. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to listen to it a lot. You also don't need to rap it. You don't. You, no, don't, you don't want me to do it? Nah, oh, I'm, okay. I'm looking out for you by advising I you. I want to be in the music video when there eventually needs to be one. You and me might be out of a job now. Like, that, <laughs> the talent in that. Can't even speak. Yeah, I think I should have thought about that before asking them to do it upon reflection because that was just outstanding. Bravo. Do you remember this amazing story we talked about a few weeks ago? In fact, it was probably one of my favourites of the year from the Post's Tom Hunt about this cat that was found on a cruise ship and then oh, yes. ended up in cat prison in Canterbury. Canterbury cat prison, I believe we called it. <laughs> now, Tom has an update that I just wanted to bring you quickly before we finish off the end of the year. So he's got an OAI back about some of the things that these people that bought the cat in said. They claimed it didn't need a microchip, this cat, because of a religious exemption. <laughs> which doesn't in fact exist. There's no exemption on religious grounds for microchipping. <laughs> How do you confirm, sorry, that a cat is religious? Someone's religious. Oh, no, you're I guess about... the, yeah, the cat can hardly say, no, 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 I don't want that in my body for religious reasons. And also the paperwork that they bought in for this cat said it was a dog. So I don't know how good they were really reading instructions for this. You've left me with more questions than answers in this update, Jess. You know what I realised when we were talking about best beach hotspots earlier this week? You realised how blessed we are in Aotearoa when it comes to beautiful beach spots, surely. So many. I wish. I wish that's what it was. It's kind of the opposite, actually. I realised as we were kind of patting ourselves on the back that we should probably talk about, you know, how bad some of our water quality is around the country and when it comes to our swimming spots because I don't know if you know, know this, two-thirds of our rivers rated poorly when it comes to harmful E. coli and about 60% of our lakes are hampered by algae. 
It's like a slap in the face, Jess. <laughs> I know, I'm Talk sorry. Talk about pre-Christmas realism. Wow. It is. It is pre-Christmas realism. But maybe, you know, we can go into the new year vowing to do a bit better. And so to chat a bit more about this and the state of our water, I'm joined by Anna Mataraz-Smith, who is science lead at the Land, Air, Water, Aotearoa, or Lawa. Project. Kia ora, Anna. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, kia ora. Thank you so much for having me. Can you start by giving me a bit of a report card nationally about the state of our waterways at the moment? Sure thing. And just going back to something you said a little bit earlier, we are really blessed here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, in terms of our waterways and in terms of our beaches and, and that beautiful thing that we all love to do over summer, head to your local swimming spot, your beach, and, and go in for a dip. The key thing is to understand that actually at some times these areas may be a little bit harmful in terms of having faecal bacteria in them that is going to make you um, unwell. So if you think about your waterway, this waterway is collecting water from throughout the catchment. That is, as it rains, it runs off the catchment, it can run across farmland, urban areas, uh, parks, reserves, housing, and then it goes into your into your waterway. And sometimes this can pick up some of those harmful bacteria. That's what we're testing for because all the things in that catchment, the birds, the, the humans, the dogs, the cows, they're all defecating and that's where we get some of our issues from. Let's just say what it is. Poo in the water. It is essentially poo. Are there any particularly bad poo spots? So if you think about the site that you're going to, now in Aotearoa, New Zealand, we've got some amazing beaches and actually our beaches are really good from a water quality perspective typically. Rivers and lagoons can be a little bit more susceptible to things like rainfall. So the rain washes those contaminants across the catchment and into the water bodies and they tend to flush out about two to three days after that rain and that's why we advise people to stay out of the water for two to three days following a heavy rain. And then some of your lagoons, which are the areas between your river and your and your beach, which are really nice for the family to go and have a swim because they can be a little bit safer, they're shallower, they're warmer, they can harbour that bacteria just a little bit longer and they typically have a lot of that bird life around it as well and birds can contribute that poo into the water as well. I know there's also a lot of red on this map, so please, everyone listening, go and check before you swim. Is that normal to have this much red on the map? And uh, like, how do we improve this? The red can come down to a number of things. It can mean that the site, in essence, has got some water quality issues and, and may need some long-term mediation to help improve water quality at that site. But the other thing to note is that typically we're going to get some red sites if we have areas with heavy rain. And we have had a lot of rain over the last couple of years. Anna Mataraz-Smith from Lawa, thank you so much for explaining all of that to us. And just to confirm, it's lawa.org.nz. Click Can I Swim Here if you want to double-check that water quality wherever you are. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah. 
we've got to take them on a journey. Oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Now we say this is our last show of 2023, but boy, oh boy, have we got some summer podcasts for you coming your way. We have a whole summer series of Newsable coming out over the break. I teased one earlier in the week about the Aussie town where everyone mm. lives underground. That sentence still blows my mind. Today's teaser is the library where you can stay overnight and have a glass of wine while you read. I'm not going to tell you where it is. You're going to have to listen to find out. It could be down the road. Who knows? It's not down. So to make sure you find out where this library is, chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform because it will mean every episode is wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Delivered straight to your phone. You do not have to do anything. Jess, want to know a fun fact? Oh, always. There are 50 music festivals happening around New Zealand over summer. 50? Yeah. That kind of seems like too many. 50? Five zero. To be fair, this is between December and late March, so it's not like they're all at the same time over that Chrissy New Year period. That would be a stonking number of festivals to wade through in a week. But luckily for us, staff reporter Lyric Y. Witty Smith has done the mahi so that we can get the festy treats. Kia ora, Lyric. Welcome to Newsable. <laughs> Hello, always a pleasure. Lyric 50 Music Festivals is nuts. There's no way anyone could get to them all. I'm calling it now. Uh, hats off to you if you can, though. What are the standout ones for you? Well, the big ones will definitely be Gisborne's Rhythm and Vines, which usually sees about 20,000 to 30,000 people coming into Gisborne every year for it. It's headlined by Central Sea, who has had a weeks-long number one in the New Zealand charts with Sprinter. And then in Auckland... Laneway Festival will return for the first time since 2020. It got called off last year because of the Auckland floods. UK rapper Stormzy is headlining that one, so that will be fun. You can also get a bit of Steve Lacey, who's a big artist on TikTok. <laughs> Naming all these people when Lyric, I don't know any of them. I know Stormzy, obviously. I know Stormzy, and that's kind of it so far. Let's move on from music because we're not doing too well on this one. <laughs> Is there any other festies around summer that kind of aren't music based? Well, most of them will have some sort of music element to them. There's meat stock in Hamilton, which is, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's like very heavy on the meat. And they have a bit of music. They have lots of food. Uh, Probably not the place you want to go if you're a vegan, but if you're a lover of meat, that one's for you. Um, There's also, I guess, spiritually focused festivals like OM, which does have a lot of music, but also a lot of workshops. Um, Where's OM? Where can I go and find my uh, my centre? You can find your centre at Leighton's Farm in Southhead. That festival usually rings in the new year. And then later on you have like Splore, which has a lot of wellness workshops, a lot of music as well. What would be your hidden gem of the 50 Festi lineup? I have a feeling that meat stock might be overlooked. And <laughs> I feel like that's going to be literally the place to be if you're in Hamilton. I also think that in Auckland City, there's the Cross Street Music Festival, which is just held on Cross Street. It's a little block party, and that's usually good fun. It's quite small. And Where is that? Is that behind K Road? Yeah, just behind K Road. So you can go to Cross Street Festival in the day and K Road in the night and have a real crazy day. Lyric Waiwadi Smith, thank you so much for taking the time to talk us through all things music over summer. My pleasure. It is the last, is it cake, of the year. And look, we are not promising that this is going to come back for 2024. So I want you, Imogen Wells, to savour this. 
Okay, yes, of course, yeah. What a treat. Christmas treat. It is a Christmas treat, and they're both food-related, so you should save those as well. Are you hungry? Because it's definitely going to make you hungrier if you haven't eaten. Okay, it is it cake time? One headline is real. One headline, you'd cut into it. It'd just be a gooey mess of fake news. So Imogen Wells, mm. this is your final headline challenge of the year. First headline, McDonald's Japan creates Christmas burger with one kg of meat. Or your other one, KFC releases chicken perfume in time for Christmas. Perfume. Oh, I will tell you, I've just checked the Instagram results from the Stuff Instagram page. It's a... Straight up 50-50. So that's of, of no use to you. Oh, okay. It's like McDonald's Japan. It's very specific. So I'm wondering if that's the real one. But then... Would you like to smell like the uh, 11 herbs and spices? I wouldn't personally. But people people who love KFC love KFC, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I'm anxious, but I'm going KFC. You are, for the final time in 2023. Correct. Oh. Jeez, you're so good at this. Sorry. But you did great with the Japan one. I wanted to ask follow-ups as well. Oh, that would have been funny if you'd made it up. I wanted to know what meat, what burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me more about this perfume then. So it, it is literally shaped like a chicken drumstick. The bottle is shaped like a chicken drumstick. And rather than it being chicken-scented, it's actually the smell of supposedly the 11 secret herbs and spices. No word about how much this will set you back, but uh, well done. Yes, the one Thank kg you very burger. Much. What was it? It was just too much meat. You couldn't believe it. Oh, I think I just, it was more that KFC was, it was like actually like that. Yeah. Something we've been avoiding all episode as well is that this is kind of your last episode. It is for a while, yeah. It is for a while because news was going to look a little different next year. And so, so you're not going, going. It's not like you won't be back, but it's like goodbye for now. TTFN, as the lovely cake that you got me uh, says. <laughs> I mean, tata for now. But uh, you're right. I have had the best time uh, helping with this podcast. I will read a speech that I wrote, courtesy of ChatGPT. You um, did not yet exactly. I sort of AI did, wrote well, the I, speech. I just, I'll just preface this with that I did it as a joke at first, and then I typed in, please write me a goodbye speech from my close colleague, Jess. And then it was actually <laughs> so funny that I can't not read it out. Uh, it starts with, ladies and gentlemen. Friends, and most importantly, our guest of honour tonight, Jess. (laughs) It is with a bittersweet mixture of emotions that I stand before you today to bid farewell to someone truly exceptional. Today, we don't just say goodbye. We bid farewell to a friend, a confidant, and an integral part of our work family. Thank you for everything, Jess. You will be missed more than words can experience. <laughs> I can't read this anymore. It's actually so it's, heartfelt. It's, epic. it's an epic. Yeah. It's called the Farewell Toast to Jess. Jess, though, seriously, I will miss you very much. Um, it's great having a job where they pay you to have a best friend. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I will miss you, but it's all right because there's a thing called Slack and I've got your cell phone number. So. Thank you. have had a wonderful time. Of course. If you were worried about missing my voice over the next couple of weeks, Emma, you need not, as I have helped you with some of our summer podcasts that are going to start coming out uh, from in the next few weeks. Newsable is back on pod on the 15th of January. Sorry to make you think about coming back to work. Fifteenth, Yeah, 15th of Jan, back to regular pod programming. But yes, these summer pods are pretty great, if I say so myself. I can't wait for them to drop in between and over Christmas and New Year. Uh, so look forward to those. That's newsable for today, though. I'm Imogen Wells. I'm Jessica McCarthy. Merry Kidamati. Merry Christmas. This pod took time and resources to produce. 
Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, tagline there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing iffy in there. On. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.